0: Please listen carefully. And now, live from a commandeered radio tower in Nunya Business, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys stuck in the back half of a two person horse costume Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody! Welcome to the Assuming Positions podcast. Kevin over here, and Mikey over here. And today we are continuing spooky season. Spooky season. And for spooky season, we've been doing monsters of the week. I've been having a lot of fun with monsters of the week. I have yes. too. It's been it's been great. So our monster of this week is a classic. We're kind of doing the classic. We we we're picking the ones kids dress up as a lot. There you go. So we did werewolves. And we did vampires. Yes. And then. For the little girls, what do they often dress up as? Witches. Witches. All you need is a pointy hat and a broomstick. Yes. So today we're talking about witches.
1: I did kind of realize we're going through the McDonald's buckets. Do you remember the McDonald's buckets? The McDonald's buckets? For Halloween, you could go like get a McDonald's meal, but they would give it to you in a bucket. And they would either come in like a pumpkin head, a vampire head, a witch head, or oh. I don't know if they did werewolf, but they almost followed that like universal monster line.
0: I see. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So,
1: yeah, McDonald's witches, no.
0: So we always like to start off with the duh, what's a witch? So I actually went and looked up in the dictionary. Yes. Good old Merriam-Webster. Always reliable. And there's four meanings of the noun witch. So the first meaning is a person, especially a woman, who is credited (laughs) with having usually malignant supernatural powers. Okay, I can get behind that. Uh, The number two is a practitioner of witchcraft, especially in adherence with a neo-pagan tradition or religion such as Wicca. Now, we're not talking about you Wiccans. I I was going to say, okay. No, my cousin, I love you cuz, she's a witch. (laughs) We're not talking about you. We're talking about the fictional witches. Yes, as they exist through history and folklore and uh, media. Uh, The third meaning is a mean or ugly old woman, a hag crone. An old hag. The old crone, absolutely. But then what's weird is the fourth meaning is a charming or alluring girl or woman.
1: I think that's the second stage of the old hag. Like, once you get your powers elevated, <laughs> you go from old hag to, oh, you can do a a, a glamour and, uh, yes. you know, sucker people into it.
0: <laughs> glamour.
1: But all those fit. When I think of witches, I think of one of those four things.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Kind of depending on the time period, but we can get into it.
0: Yeah, so witches practice witchcraft, which is, you know, <laughs> spells and incantations and magic. And their curses, and yes. And witchcraft is a broad term that varies culturally and societally and thus can be difficult to define with precision.
1: The only thing this makes me think of is that wasn't there a bit in the new Falcon and Winter Soldier where he's like, He's a sorcerer. He's a he's a warlock. He's a wizard. It's like, well, he doesn't have a hat, so he's he's the other one. <laughs> I'm like, uh, we're not getting that specific here. It's just, you know, witch is a woman that has supernatural powers and all that stuff. But we're D&D nerds. We grew up with that stuff. Like, yeah. We know what a witch is. We know what a warlock is. We know what a sorceress is. We know what a sorcerer is. But yes. for this argument, we're doing plain old witches.
0: Plain old Halloween broomstick and pointy hat witches, like you said. <laughs> so women, for some reason, women who can cast spells and have powers have almost every human society is at them. Yes. And so historically you can't point to, like, we found like kind of where vampires started. We found kind of where werewolves started. Yep. But witches is just like everywhere. (laughs) I mean, you'd find some tribe on a Pacific island and they would know what a witch was. Very true. So it's
1: And uh, I I guess I'll put one of my hot takes here up front, though, but going through back through all this lore and all this history, it does seem like, I mean, to, to not put too hard of a point on it, but we are talking about like super religious times, like early 1400s, early 1500s, right? And we're talking about a time when women were just sort of secondary people. So a lot of witch stories, it's like women coming into power, and it's just women coming into themselves, but... They had to explain it off as like, oh, uh, no, she's got she's got supernatural powers. She's laying a curse on us when it's really just like, uh, it's just kind of a woman being woman. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to go back in the history. But it's kind of funny that you can kind of apply that theme to a lot of these stories. But.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, the first written down things about witches are they're in Greek mythology. There you go. You got Hecate, which is like a, the goddess of so many things, including <laughs> witchcraft. And then her sometimes depends, you know, Greek mythology depends on who's telling the story. True. Circe is her daughter, who's supposed to be a witch. Yes. Who helps Odysseus Um, and that whole, what are those called? The old epics? Yes. And the old epics. So that's like BC, ancient Greek times. There's already witches who are women who have magical powers who can cast spells and enchantments. And the whole Odysseus thing is she lures them to the island. That's it. turns them into pigs. Oh, that's right. I saw that Simpsons episode. <laughs> but, of course, Odysseus is, is like, immune because of some herb he had. And <laughs> then they fall in love and Greek epics. That's it.
1: Uh, I I will tangent here to say that, one, in regards to Circe, that witch... Uh, Madeline Miller is a new author that I have to shout out right now because I did go through both like all three of her books Mm. Um, but she did a retelling of Circe where it includes the Odysseus myth but it actually gives reasoning for how Circe ended up there and she's not just this random witch on an island like she has a whole backstory Oh, okay so it's cool to read that book and get that whole backstory that's cool because when you get into like these Greek myths that we're talking about it 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 is a woman, but she has the supernatural ability to either uh, further the plot along with some prophecy, or grant our hero some boon. Where you're like, "Hey, I'll bring you good luck in in the future," you mm-hmm. know, because of my magical witch powers. Mm-hmm. So I will say, dive into the Circe book if you want a little bit more detail. But it's just cool to see that there's so many prominent women in all these little histories that are sort of the crux for it, like. Mm-hmm. Be it a curse that kicks it off or a spell that helps our hero, you know, it's pretty funny. It's like it's it's the strong woman behind the man, almost when it's early witch witchcraft.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, and then we have the story of Perseus, yes. which is in Greek mythology too. And uh, Perseus has to is looking for Medusa and gets the knowledge from. The Gray, which are the those three witches with one eye and one tooth there, between uh, them. <laughs> they always have some totem that they share, some,
1: you know, some item of their magical ability. But yeah, those are classic. The The three sisters.
0: Some people call them the muses. Some people call them the weird sisters. Yeah. And then all that Greek stuff bleeds into the Bible. And then in the Bible, we get a witch in the book of Samuel helping King Saul, the witch of Endor. Oh, that's right. Which is we, Endor's Endor. Star, Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But she summons the dead prophet to help beat the Philistine army, which is fun. But, you know, that's where you get witches injected into the Bible. You get thou shalt not suffer the witch to live. There you go. Is in there. And that's what leads us into where it gets messy and historical. And, you know, with the whole stuff you were alluding to earlier. Yes. Where we start having witch trials, and that that was part of the werewolf stuff we were talking about, got involved in all that, too. That's true. So they were going after werewolves and witches and who knows what else, but there was a whole hysteria for a while. And I, I, if I'm going to
1: guess into what the hysteria you're referring to is, is that when I think of witches, I think of the Salem witch trial. Yes. Like, yes. That is the historical mm-hmm. mass witch hysteria. We've gone from... The do we say the Greeks did it first? Is that uh, can we say that?
0: Yeah, kind of. I mean, at least if we're talking about the Western world, yes, the Greeks did it first, it gets in the Bible. Yep, and then in like the 1400s, these two monks write this book, this which I, I've seen before. It's come up. This book has okay. come up, it's come up in like role playing games, it's come up in things I've watched. But the Malleus Malefactorum, oh, what a, what an official name! It's a It's a publication. It's a book that roughly translates to The Hammer of Witches, which is a a guide on how to identify, hunt, and interrogate witches. And it was written in 1486.
1: That's a pretty intense name. And Mm -hmm. especially for a book that tells you how to fight witches, it's like, here's the hammer on witches. Like,
0: okay, I get it. And for more than 100 years, it sold more copies than any other book in Europe, except for the Bible. So So it came number two to the Bible? Yes. What? The Witch Hunting Book. Okay, so... Uh, number one concern
1: in society at this time is how to be a good person, how to live according to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then number two, like, guideline for life is how to defend against witches. Yes.
0: But that's where, you know, Maleficent, the witch in Sleeping Beauty, oh, that, that's oh. where the name comes, the Malleus Maleficarum. Maleficarum. It all makes sense.
1: Maleficarum.
0: Male, <laughs> Maleficent Maleficarum. They kind of turn the sea into a, a hard sea and a soft sea. But anyway...
1: Yeah, you got to have the crown of leaves to be able to pronounce it properly, I think. But
0: because of that book, between 1500 and 1660, up to 80,000 suspected witches were put to death
1: in Europe. That's crazy. 80,000 people just be like, we think you can do a spell,
0: so be gone with you. That is crazy. (laughs) And that was over in Europe. And then later on, it wasn't much later, it started back in... 1692, which, you know, was maybe like 30 years after it cooled down over in Europe. A little bit. But what you're talking about, the Salem Witch Trials, which I'm very well acquainted with because I don't know how many field trips I went to Salem on with my schools because I grew up in that area. You're a New England boy. Absolutely. So, I mean, I've been to Salem too many times. (laughs) I mean... Other than like some goth kid who's going there for fun. Yes. Or pilgrimage or whatever you want to call it. But I swear at least four field trips, maybe. I think like an elementary school field trip, a Mm -hmm. junior high field trip. Yeah. Then like a senior high field trip and then one other time with friends, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Just yeah. Just make sure it's all. Yeah. Just to make sure it's as spooky as it seems. But, I mean, that whole story is really only known so well in this country because of the Crucible. Oh, uh, Arthur Miller? No, yeah. who is yep. Okay. Yeah, the old, old Puritan book. Yeah, it's a 1952 play, I guess it was a play first. There you go. And the Crucible, which was, it was talking about the McCarthyism. We, that's not even something we're going to get into. <laughs> but anyway, that kind of just threw that whole Salem witch trial into the front of everyone's head in the fifties, I guess. And from then on, and that's, I wonder what Salem was like before, that book came out i bet you it really wasn't because it's they own it now they're like we're the witch town that's it yeah like Like, coming to our weird wax museum i haven't gone
1: on as many field trips as you have gone on but being a new england kid myself you do have to make that pilgrimage at least once
0: did you go to the wax museum the witch museum no
1: i went to all the gift shops that had like crystals for protection (laughs) they had dream catchers to protect you while you sleep but i got the same impression you did is that You go on the internet, you see Salem witch trials. There's going to be an article about, like, they never happened, or it's controversy, or they did happen, and here's the real story. You know, you can find every angle on the Salem witch trials. Mm -hmm. But then you go there, and it's like you're saying, Salem owns it. Mm -hmm. Whether it's true or not, it's like, I mean, you go to the North Pole, you want to see Santa. You go to Salem, you want to see some witches. And so Salem's going to own up to that a little bit.
0: Yeah, the witch wax museum thing. I, I don't even know if it's there anymore. it's probably is a still but it's crazy. I've been there so many times. Does it have historical figures though? From what I remember, it's a theater in the round. Oh, okay. And I believe that the round you're sitting on is a pentagram. Oh, all fun. <laughs> um <laughs> why not? I think. <laughs> uh, this is my memory at least. It might be twisted, but it's my memory. And like there's different like little bays that light up and tell the story. You know, it's like I love the Abargal. What's the was You know, <laughs>
1: hold on, I gotta rewind my book on tape to catch
0: up to Tituba. What's <laughs> the a oh, of big witch? You know, so you know all that stuff. But the thing I remember most was because yes. we're not gonna get into this. Look up the Salem witch <laughs> We know there's Tituba and all these kind of things. But the thing I remember most is this guy named Giles Corey who they pressed to death. Yes. Where they put they, like a board on you and then they start piling rocks on you. They
1: add weight just until you confess or die. And he
0: just kept going, More weight. Oh, what a, oh, that's a and, baller. And move. as a kid, when you're seeing like these, <laughs> this wax figure, like putting stones on this guy with a, like a door on top of him or whatever, <laughs> and you know, and then it's just like, and then core. Corey just kept saying, Wait. Oh, oh, wait. <laughs> In my memory, that museum—it's like a fever dream mixed with something that I saw in a first-person game like Bioshock, yes. or Fallout or something. That's what.
1: <laughs> oh, but that, to actually go to a museum and get some of those names is pretty crazy. Because, as far as I know, for the Salem Witch Trials, like uh, you mentioned, the name Tibitha, and there's like a Sarah Williams in there. And it's all these names, and it's all hearsay, and it's all these stories and anecdotes about people saying, like, torture me all you want, I won't give in, or torture me and I'll tell you all these names. Yeah. And it's just like, is it witchcraft? Is it people just being bored in Puritan times? Like, what's going on?
0: Is it the mold on their bread? Oh, uh, uh, ergot? Yeah, Yeah. tripping on the root of ergot or
1: something like that.
0: Yeah, it's... Now now that I think about it, I think in Fallout, one of the fallouts is ar- in around Boston, and I think you can go into that museum. <laughs> I don't want to get too scandalous,
1: but there's the same conspiracy theories about the Bible and Moses and the burning bush. And <laughs> I don't—I'm not saying I subscribe to any of them. I'm not getting that—that that hardcore on this podcast. But in the light of old folklore, it is kind of interesting to think of like us without any internet, us without any scientist or high school education, us out in the woods trying to explain stuff. And maybe you trip on a mushroom and it creates (laughs) spores and it makes you go a little crazy and have vomiting and convulsions or whatever they said for the Salem witch trials, but it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah. Especially if they're just going around saying, oh, women, woman, you're too powerful. The thing you said came true, so you must
0: be a witch. It must be supernatural. Yeah, Uh, these like nine and 11-year-old girls like scratch that. I just, this stuff is like, I guess they were just like, Hey, you're in new England. Here's some new England history. And they show you, I don't know what version of the crucible it was. They show it to you (laughs) in class and you got these like little kids who are like around your age. Yes. Acting all like dressed up as puritans, acting all crazy, like scratching their arms and stuff. That's it. Like crazy early forms of cutting. That's you it. You know, and you're, I'm sitting there going, what is going on? And then they're like, now let's go on a field trip there. And everything's <laughs> like, you know, it's like pentagrams and witchy. And, you know, it's like, watch this guy get pressed to death. What the heck were they doing in the 80s, Mikey? Apparently asking for more weight. It didn't matter <laughs> if they got pressed to death. Oh, my goodness gracious.
1: I'm kind of jealous of all your all, all the field trips to Salem, uh, Massachusetts, though, because that sounds like fun, even, like, whether you buy into it or not.
0: I mean, you're learning about witches. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, But that's just the tip of the iceberg. There are so many witches. So many. I mean, this podcast could be, like, ours <laughs> if we wanted to talk about all the witches. Yeah. Pick the scandalous woman from history that had some controversy, and you could probably talk about her witch story. Right. So... We have the so not only do they exist in quote unquote real life because this witch hysteria, which I don't think any of these people were actually witches at all. I think it was I don't know what I, who knows what what why all this happened. The the poor guy with like one hand missing, Mister Stump, got oh. accused of being a werewolf because there was a wolf running around <laughs> without a paw. Poor circumstance, yes, or something you know. So who knows what was going on? This, it, everything was crazy back in those old times true but what's fun is we get all these neat witches and stories and literature and they're all over there's so many witches yes i mean there's hansel and gretel have a witch in it that's it that's she's got the house of candy and she's luring them in there so she can eat them sleeping beauty like we mentioned earlier with maleficent that comes from history yeah Then King Arthur, Arthurian legends, Morgan Le Fay, his sometimes sister, sometimes cousins. It depends on what version you're looking at. That's true. Um, She was a witch. That's where you get sorceresses in like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff from, the Arthurian legends.
1: But I'm forever tainted by Monty Python, though, who says that watery tarts going around distributing (laughs) swords is no basis for a system of (laughs) government. So... I'd love to believe in that tale, but also, am I going to listen to a guy that gets a sword out of a lake? (laughs) Probably not,
0: but I'm willing to believe. That's funny. One of the most famous sets of witches is from the Scottish play.
1: (laughs) The only Scottish play
0: I know. I hope I'm right, but... (laughs) Can we say it? Wait, we're not in a theater. We can say it. If you're in a theater... You can't say it. Go outside. Yes. Don't listen to this. Skip forward about 30 seconds. But... In William Shakespeare's Macbeth, Macbeth, there are the three witches, known as the Wayward Sisters, sometimes the Weird Sisters, which go back to the gray and the Greek mythology. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, they're famous for the incantation. You know, double bubble, toil and trouble. Yes,
1: and their cauldron. Fire and their-
0: burn and cauldron bubble. Oh, now, you know what's it. interesting? It's, hopefully I didn't curse anything. <laughs> but So Macbeth, you're not supposed to say it in a theater. It's supposed to be bad luck. And so they call it the Scottish play in the theater. Because, yeah, nobody knows what you're talking about at that point. There's a hilarious Blackadder episode, which has some actors in it. Uh, Blackadder with Rowan Atkinson yeah. and uh, Hugh Laurie, Hugh right? Laurie, yeah. Okay. There's a hilarious Blackadder episode. I think it's Blackadder the third? Anyway, there's three series over different historical times. Yep. Anyway, there's a hilarious episode where there's some actors in there. And he's like basically keeps saying Macbeth, and they (laughs) like they scream and hold their ears, and then they have to do some crazy like anti curse dance or something. Very funny. Yeah. Anyway, anti juju, I believe it. Yeah. But supposedly the reason why it's cursed, this is more lore, but this is witch lore. There was a coven of witches who were upset at Shakespeare for using actual incantations in his play. So because he got it right. There was
1: a subset of witches that were like, oh, Shakespeare knows too much. We have to yes. get rid of all the evidence. Yes. Curses I love play. That. It's great, right? And especially because, isn't it Macbeth and the Weird Sisters that sort of set the tone? Like, this is a story that's cursed from the witches, like, right from the word go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, we'll see that throughout history. We'll talk about a few of them. But, like, that's the whole witch's role is like, here's the story, but, oh, we lay a curse upon this land. Yeah.
0: It's, <laughs> it's... It's really funny too, because when I was looking at this, I want that to be the reason why Macbeth is cursed. Absolutely. Because, but then there's like, actually, we believe it's because Macbeth was such a popular <laughs> play that theaters would put it on when they were failing to try and save themselves, and it wouldn't work. And yeah, I'm like okay. boring. Yeah, no, a coven of witches. Absolutely, they they went and they went and saw the play, and they're like, hey. He knows real spells. We got to put a hit out on this <laughs> Willie Shakespeare,
1: this Billy Shakes fella. <laughs> oh, that's my headcanon for sure. That's know, way right? more fun than just, like, I get the logic behind, like, hey, our theater's crumbling, so let's put on Macbeth while it crumbles. But
0: no, it's way more, it's way cooler to think of, like, a coven of witches. Like, he knows too much. He must be taken down. Witches are, like, in, in so much literature, they're often the, the go to bad guy or bad girl, there I you guess. Go. I mean, all these fairy tales, like we said, Hansel and Gretel and mm-hmm. Sleeping Beauty, Snow White even. They're just full of witches and witch curses and curses that need to be reversed. And <laughs> there's just a witch curses a MacGuffin in so many things.
1: It is it is a good narrative hook. And I'm kind of curious if, like, that's the reason witches are so prevalent, just because it's like, hey, this person knows prophecy. Let's base our story around that.
0: Yeah. Like I said, we could go into it forever, but... the. the The earliest that we have on, we'll go over to, like, TV and movies, because, like we said, witches have been in literature forever. Absolutely. And we could pick them out all over the place. But we like to talk about movies. We like to talk about TV. Yeah,
1: because when we were talking about the werewolf one, uh, there's a werewolf movie out there that's lost to time. You can never see it again. Mm -hmm. Nosferatu was almost lost to time but was saved. But there does exist such a movie as well for witches. Uh, the two that I found, one, speaking of our Salem witch trials, is that once Hollywood started putting stories out, they took that hysteria and ran with it. So one of the first movies we get is actually 1937, and it's called The Maid of Salem. Hmm. Uh, and it's uh, essentially what you would think of, like, making a story about a witch during that time. Um, it's just a woman who is accused of witchcraft, and she tries to save her adventurer, Beau. Um, they both come to each other's aid and overcome it. But then there's another one. And this is funny because of the precedent it sets. But uh, in 1942, so only a couple years later, they did a movie called "I Married a Witch," which seems, I don't know, kind of modern for yeah, 1942. It's a very like, modern. So title. I married a witch. It's like so I married an axe murderer or something yeah. like that. But this is a another story of Salem witch trial times. This woman gets accused of witchcraft, gets uh, gets tortured and killed, but then comes back. And as she comes back, she falls in love with, like, her long-lost love, and it sets the precedent for, like, all of our bewitched, all of our... Like, the witch comes back and falls in love with the shambly human dude. (laughs) Like, this is apparently, in 1942, the first example of that. Oh, wow. And I can't believe it was existed that early. It is, I Married a Witch was, uh, at least as far as I could find, one of the first instances of a witchcraft story in... Hollywood terms. Yeah, I've never seen either of those. For some reason they aren't as prevalent as like our vampire and werewolf yeah. movies. Well, um
0: none of us can see the werewolf movie.
1: Oh, yeah, it's lost to time. Yeah. I think these do still exist. So if uh, if you have the Google foo to find them, I'm sure you can dig them up.
0: Hmm, interesting. Uh
1: the easier ones if you don't want to go back to those two is that we get into the uh pop culture iconic foundation landmark movies, which is We mentioned it, Snow White and the Seven Dwarf, Mm -hmm. but also Wizard of Oz.
0: Yes, the witch in the Wizard of Oz, the Wicked Witch, looks like the witch that everyone thinks of when you think Halloween witch. Big warty nose, green face, pointy hat. Yep. Broom, the whole shebang. That was the, just like Dracula, kind of solidified, like this is what a vampire looks like. Exactly. Wizard of Oz solidified, this is what a witch looks like. The Wicked Witch of the West all cackling and every everything, everything about a witch. But you know what, though? You know what's disappointing, though? What's that? Flying monkeys being associated with witches just didn't really go past that. Maybe they didn't have the budget for zombies,
1: which I guess would have been the appropriate alternative. What would you have liked to see instead of flying monkeys? No, no, monkeys? I like the flying uh, monkeys. Okay. What okay. I'm
0: saying is, is that flying monkeys just kind of with the, all the witch lore, uh, like yes. the green warty cackling broom witch, that like transcended. It's timeless now. Yes, but like when you say like you know, flying monkeys. Yeah, when you, you got some little girl coming to your door, you <laughs> know, like dressed as a witch, you don't go like, "Where's your flying monkey?"
1: It didn't catch on as much as like the green standard Halloween I know, witch right? did. I I'm know, with man. you, flying yeah.
0: monkey. They're great. I love the flying monkeys.
1: And everybody knows that song. Like, if you want to call somebody a witch in high school, all you have to do is go...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but now, you, you just made me realize now, like, flying monkeys aren't as easily associated as the Wicked Witch of
0: the West. And I'm, I, I'm with you. I'm kind of upset about that. Yeah, there see, should be more
1: flying monkeys. Well, I mean,
0: think of all the things in Dracula... That are associated with vampires. Absolutely. There's so much of it. The familiars, the bats. The- right. Absolutely. So it's interesting. But
1: here is something that did persist, and I think we can credit it to Wizard of Oz, because mm-hmm. I had a hard time finding examples of it before this, but... Wizard of Oz, I think, is our first example of a good witch. Yeah. Glenda the Good Witch of the East. Right, Glenda
0: the Good Witch. And, of course, sister to the Wicked Witch of the West. And, of course, we know that, yes, the Oz were books before there were movies, but come on. (laughs) The movie made it huge. I don't think...
1: Yeah, and I don't think I've ever heard a nerd argue like, oh, Wizard of Oz, the book was better. Like, No, you either love Wizard of Oz or you haven't seen it
0: for some reason? I don't know. Well, when Wizard of Oz came out, it like blew the world apart, the movie world, I guess. Absolutely. I mean, the whole going from black and white to technicolor was like a special effect that, I mean, we don't even think about it, but back then... They didn't see it coming. Yeah, when people were sitting in the theater and that happened, they were like, oh! what? Did they change my eyeballs? <laughs> What's that happening right now? It was a big deal, absolutely. Around the and,
1: and the era that coined the term "blockbuster," when people would line up around the block to see the movie.
0: It's true. There's a reason why when you watch a Christmas story, there's all that Wizard of Oz stuff in there because it was like the biggest thing of that time. It was a
1: phenomenon. Yeah. So I have to ask you, though, as just a nerd hot take, I guess, mm-hmm. do you get behind the concept of a good witch or, based on what we've been talking about with lore and
0: everything, are witches always supposed to be evil? Well, No, I mean... Do you have a preference either way? I don't have a preference either way. I mean, like we, like we said, we're old D&D nerds from way back, and I really like alignments and playing oh, with alignments. And so basically... A magic user, they're just called a magic user. And then you can slot, like you said, you can slot them into sorcerer, sorceress, witch, warlock. You know, and it's almost like, to me, in my mind, it's almost like, yeah, you can say you're a witch, but to me, you're just really just a magic user. Cause to me, <laughs> yeah, no, I you, get you. you, know, you. Know, yeah, but I'm fine with witches being good or like just, I'm fine with vamp, they're being good vampires too sometimes. There you go. You know, and, and werewolves being either way and stuff, I make it more interesting. I am for it more so because, like, I don't know. I guess the easy bet would to
1: say that I am against good witches because, like, I already expressed my problems with werewolves that can transform at will. You know, no good. A vampire that's all counted up and has a castle and is living the easy life, kind of don't like it. But with witchcraft. I do think the concept of a good witch elevates it past like just a woman that's coming into her own, like I mentioned earlier, and it gets into like, we've talked about this with Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, WandaVision, speaking of witchcraft, this is Marvel doing witchcraft right, but it brings in this concept that it's power and it elevates the person. You know, if you're a good person, then hey, you get good power. If you're a bad person, then uh, you're probably going to turn into a Mm supervillain, but I I like that there's newer media that explores the concept that magic and supernatural things are wild, and it really depends on the person channeling them. Mm -hmm. Which I think is, I mean, that's where that's that's the avenue that witches can explore all day long. And I like it when they sort of mix it up, and it's not just oh, this woman can see the future, so she's evil. It's like, wait, what? You know, what if she tries Mm -hmm. to use it for good? I don't know. So I like the balance. But uh, here's something else that I found. Speaking of me talking about how they're sort of recontextualizing the idea of witches, I did find that we talked about the early cinema versions of witches, but there's been like three sort of pop culture trends Mm -hmm. of witches coming back into the forefront and then disappearing. Uh, The first one was in the 50s and 60s where you get stuff like Sleeping Beauty and Bewitched, which we mentioned. And then an old movie called The Bell, Book, and Candle. Have you heard of that? Mm, I've heard of knobs and Broomsticks. Oh, <laughs> uh, that sounds like it has magic in it as well. But uh, Bell, Book, and Candle is from 1958. And that's all the evil witches like we're talking about where they are either cursed or tortured, come back to life and either fall in love with a human or write the story just by making amends. Then there's a like 80s, 90s. A revival of witches which is the crucible we're talking about with uh daniel day lewis winona Ryder. oh that
0: one yeah that version
1: <laughs> yeah not the not the arthur miller play we're talking about the the hollywood try and cash in on it well that that's not even the first
0: crucible they did no no uh
1: but then you also get practical magic charms sabrina the teenage witch the original mm-hmm. and stuff like the craft uh old 90s witchcraft And then, like lately, we're getting even more history. There's a third wave, and we get stuff like The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. You may have heard that on our podcast. Uh, But also The Witch from 2015 and American Horror Story, which I've tried but haven't gotten into. But it's just interesting to find that for all the witches we're talking about, we talked about the Greek mythology lore of witches. We talked about the the New England Puritan version of witches. Mm -hmm. It's crazy that... There's so many of them, and there's so many tales that it sort of comes in waves, and you can kind of tell the story that you want. I don't know. Blows my mind. Waves of witchery. (laughs) It never dies. It always comes back in different forms. I guess that just proves that witchcraft is real. (laughs) But with that, because there are so many versions of witches, when you think of witches, is there something that pops into mind for you? Is, Is it the Wizard of Oz? Is it the Wicked Witch of the West?
0: Yeah, that's the default if you said draw a picture of a witch, I would draw the like you said the wart-nosed absolutely witch. You're making me feel stem. bad.
1: I know that Glenda is the good witch, does the wicked witch have her
0: own name? I think they did that in Wicked, but anyway. Oh, in the in the in the Broadway show Wicked, yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure she does have a name, yes. Something something for our listeners to write in about. Yeah.
1: But for oh, So the default for you is the Wizard of Odd, Wicked Witch of the West? Yeah, yeah,
0: the, the Kitchen Witch, the, you know, just the regular witch, standard go. stripey socked, you know, <laughs> black cloak. There you go. Does she have a black cat or no? Is that required? Oh, yeah, totally.
1: Absolutely. It should be a flying monkey, but yeah. Oh, see? that way better. <laughs> you, can, you can put both in a vest, but I think a flying monkey does look better. Yes. In vest, as long as she's after your little dog and your precious, too. Yes. Uh for me, I'm gonna jump in here and get with my favorite witch. I prefer the old like European old folklore story. Have you ever heard the name Baba Yaga? Oh wait for you. <laughs> Yeah, from
0: <laughs> from Ant-Man. Oh really? I forgot she was an Ant-Man. How's She's it? not an Ant-Man, but he talks his buddy talks about the Baba Yaga. <laughs> you don't remember the Baba Yaga <laughs> stuff in Ant-Man? I don't, but this is <laughs> making me happy. <laughs> So he summons
1: her name, and oh, it's yeah, it's his buddy. It's his buddy, yes. Maybe it's
0: the Baba Yaga. But,
1: okay, so here's the fun part about Baba Yaga. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, Like I said, it's old Eastern Bloc folklore. Mm -hmm. Like, before religion, before internet, before everything, they were just trying to explain the world. Mm -hmm. And they were saying, hey, maybe there's this crazy supernatural woman that lives out in the woods Uh and solves our problems or gets mad at us and screws everything up. That's all Baba Yaga is. Uh, Baba obviously means old woman or grandmother. If you know the word babushka, that's where that comes from, Mm. Baba Yaga. Um, But there's also like, this is also the interesting history is like, if you go into the etymology of the word, there are certain offshoots that say Baba means like fortune teller and Baba means like sorcerer. Mm. Like even before the legend of Baba Yaga came to be, it sort of like filled in that name. Mm. My favorite part about Baba Yaga is that she lives on a house of chicken legs. Yes. And she eats children, depending on some people you talk to. Mm-hmm. Or she finds your missing bride if you talk to other people. But she's like this Harry Potter witch element, like the the room of requirement almost. Like if you go into the woods as a New England boy, you know, you go adventuring <laughs> into the woods, you have a question or you have some need and you say, oh, great being of the woods, I need help with this. Baba Yaga might come and help you, even to this day. But... Will she punish you or will she help you? It's all dependent on her whims. And I kind of like, as far as witchcraft and witches go, I love that. If you're living in the woods and some stranger comes and bugs you and you decide, that's ah, a bad Tuesday, I think I'm going to curse you and turn you into a frog,
0: all behind that. There's a, you need to look this up. Do you know there's a Mystery Science Theater 3000? No! That is a, east like a Russian movie from the it. Soviet Union. Okay. That's a fairy tale. And Baba Yaga's in it, like with the house with chicken legs. That's perfect. And the whole deal, because it's a whole like, Russian fairy tale. Do you remember if she helps out or messes things up? I don't remember. The, of course, so it's on Mystery Science Theater three thousand. so it's yeah, the, not a good movie. Yes. But I think it actually is a good movie. I think it's just, I think what they do sometimes is they're just, they do stuff that's weird, not necessarily bad all I the time. You. But it's just weird to see a Russian like a soviet movie that's it you know so i don't know what it's called i don't remember i'm sure if you put if you yeah Googles baba the, yaga mystery science studio yeah, 3000 Google. you can you can find it but it's fun it's I, fun
1: i'm totally down because that's two of the things i love coming together i didn't know they crossed over and i will absolutely go seek that out because i'm curious like baba yaga you never know she's in so many stories uh, she shows up so many times And she's not a good witch She's not a bad witch Like we're talking about She's just a witch Depending on the circumstances But here's a silly for you And I know you'll appreciate this So I do say Baba Yaga is my favorite Because there's a chance for her to be good You uh-huh. know You can go seeking help And she might help you That's because I'm trying to uh recontextualize the trauma I had as a child What? Watching the Disney movie The Witches The Witches? With Angelica Houston
0: Oh that sounds familiar
1: Okay, so it's like, I think it's 1990. At the latest, it's 1992. But this is a child like myself yeah. trapped in a Disney movie uh-huh. that needs to fix his family, find his sister. I, I, the specifics escape me at the moment. But he seeks the help of witches, and it's Angelica Houston, but she pulls off her face, and she's got, like, warts, and she's bald and missing all his hair, and she's got claws instead of fingers. Uh the witches Disney movie is traumatizing. To me. <laughs> I know it's a kid's movie. it's disney Ugh. i that that scarred me
0: for life. I don't know if I've seen that movie. Wait, do kids like turn into like mice in that movie? That's it. Ah, yeah, okay, I know what movie that is. That's it,
1: yeah, that was the whole witch's plan the 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 whole plan for the witches was to turn all the children in the world into mice so they could control them okay, and they don't like the way children smell because reasons. Uh. But also, while they're telling children they don't like the way they smell, they're going to rip off their face
0: and show, like, these goblin faces underneath. Ugh, so traumatizing. <laughs> uh, I think this is where it comes off better that I'm older than you because I must have seen it. I was, like, well into my teen years by then, so I was probably just like, uh-huh. Here's the thing that might have convinced you, though. It is an old Jim
1: Henson movie. Yeah. And they tried to remake it, I think, in with Anne Hathaway. Yes. Like, there was I mean, controversy about it, too, which is right. weird. Uh, but I, I didn't see the remake because Jim Henson wasn't on board, and I know they didn't get right because you go watch the old one, and it's Jim Henson practical effects all the way. So all the creepy witchcraft stuff that I'm talking about is actual, like, latex and fake mm-hmm. skin and blood and... Uh, the
0: Isn't that a Roald Dahl book, The Witches? Oh, you might be right. I think you're making a connection for me. Wait, Roald Dahl also did Willy Wonka in The yeah. Chocolate Factory. He likes his creepy stuff. He did, yes. like, The Big Friendly Giant, too, I think. James and the Giant Peach.
1: Oh, that makes so much sense. Oh, he's like the, the Tim Burton of old. I, <laughs> you're, oh, that's 100%. Absolutely. He I likes think- his creepy and... I can only imagine that they took it directly from the source, but if his book is anything like that for the witches,
0: creepy, creepy, creepy. Oh, man.
1: Witches as it should be. Just old hags that will mess your life up and turn you into mice. (laughs) I don't want to be a little mouse.
0: Maybe a flying monkey, but not a mouse. So you don't like the witches from witches. (laughs) (laughs) We know you like Baba Yaga. What what are some of your other favorite witches, Mikey?
1: Favorite witches? Well, as far as, like, we kind of hinted on it a little bit earlier, but... As far as the reason for a female to be a witch and dealing with the power, I do have to give a shout-out to my girl Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's a constant on this podcast Mm -hmm. for me. But one of the reasons it is a constant is because they handle witchcraft really well. Mm -hmm. Willow starts off as this character that says, Hey, I can read these books, and I can learn spells, and I can help people out. I can help my friends. I can be part of the Scooby gang Mm -hmm. with the wonderful help of magic. But then, a couple seasons later, it's like uh, maybe magic isn't all you thought it would be, and it's wild, and it kind of depends on the person using it. Mm-hmm. And so they explore that. Uh, there is a dark Willow arc. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to spoil anything because it's fantastically done. It is. But and it- she looked great. I mean, oh yes. if it had- <laughs> <laughs> she gets all goth out. So of course, yeah, she looks great. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, I bring up Willow because they show both sides of it as far as witchcraft goes, and There's a couple others that have done that, but that was the first I remember. So Buffy gets a shout out for that, for just writing it extremely well.
0: (laughs) Side note, Mikey, I was with one of my sons and we were bored. We didn't know what to watch. Yes. And we're on Hulu. And I was like, I was like, you want to watch the first episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Oh, And we put it, we put it on. And when, when Charisma Carpenter showed up. Yes. He goes, how old is she? Oh, she's in high school. Stop asking (laughs) questions. And then I was like, uh, then he he like looked it up. I was like, that's Chris McCartney. He looked at it, he's like, she's twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey man, he is the age that though that they're supposed to be. I get it. So <laughs>
1: but he's also from a generation that doesn't understand that Uh, in the 80s and 90s there weren't high schoolers that could act those didn't exist yet
0: it didn't seem that way now. so
1: they had to get college kids to pretend to be high school kids now they're all phenoms now like your sons are phenoms as well so (laughs) shout out to them for being stage ready at 12 (laughs) but we had it was different times we had to deal with it be like ah, you look like you could be 18 (laughs) oh you're 28 don't tell anybody
0: i know it's just it was just really funny (laughs) <laughs> uh, it means he's a sharp kid. What, well, what I think it is is like none of the girls at my school look like that. <laughs> I mean, come on, Chris Carpenter in the first episode of Buffy, it's Sarah Michelle Gellar, mm-hmm. and yeah. Hannigan—none of them. Yeah, none of them were under eighteen. That's at it, all even close. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been talking about my
1: favorite witches. Tell me some of your favorite
0: witches. Man, I have quite a, a few favorite witches, but what? What really? I mean, the the whole gang in Harry Potter—they're all witches. Technically. Technically, yes. And they're a fun group. I read the books when they were like new ish. Uh-huh. So I'm not trying to be like oh, I was on board with I mean, <laughs> they it was a thing. People were like, There's these young adult books that are pretty good. But I read them before the movies came out. I went to a midnight release for like a midnight book release party for like the sixth book. Yeah. So it was definitely a thing. Yeah, it was a thing. And then the movies were well done too it's one of the few in my opinion i know there's a lot of people who have problems but in my opinion it's one of the few things where the books and the movies stand together well yes i'm not saying they're perfect adaptations i'm just saying that both things are good yeah you can enjoy them as they're on their own merits for sure so in speaking of both things that are good (laughs) <laughs> Two of my favorite witches are both Sabrina's. Oh, okay. Both TV Sabrina's—the TV Sabrina that Melissa Joan Hart was in the sitcom—because Melissa Joan Hart's a contemporary of mine. She's pretty much exactly my age. Oh, that's so true. okay. When when you're in college and all, and it's like, wow, this is a good looking. What's this, this? This what's this about? You know? Yeah. It's like oh, you know. And I was like, <laughs> I'll I'll watch this. I don't mind. But it wasn't a bad show at all. I mean, it's it's campy and it's very 90s. Very much and so. And it's kind of funny that I remember watching one of the episodes with some of my kids and they're like, is this a Disney show? And I'm like, this is what Disney shows are based on. Yeah. Because that show was earlier and it was a network show. Yep. But it has that same kind of structure of like the early two thousands Disney shows that my kids grew up with. I believe it. It's the same kind of like this is how you make a multi cam sitcom. Like Wizards you of know. Waverly Place and Exa- even Stevens, exactly, all those shows. Exactly. So and you know, they got the animatronic cat and <laughs> one of my favorite comedians at Caroline Ray's one of the I went and saw her. Like, do stand-up at the improv. Yeah. I love her. Was hey, this um, during her Sabrina time? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so, because that show was on for a long time. So I think it was, actually. Nice, okay. And then the uh, the current Sabrina, Kiernan Shipka's version, the chilling Sabrina, oh. that show's great. We've talked about it tons on this podcast, so we won't really bore you anymore. Go back and listen to the old episodes. We but, did a whole breakdown. But even though Netflix... Uh, Netflix... <laughs> Let stuff finish, Netflix. Good. Anyway. But I'm with you. As far as
1: well-written witches go, the new advent- the new chilling adventures of Sabrina, they
0: have lore in there. They yeah. have rules they have, for it. They have Hecate, the stuff we talked about. Hecate, Cersei, where they talk about all that stuff. They have literally the weird sisters. Yeah. Three of them. They're, and they pull from all the tropes and stuff in, in, in a really fun way. And then one of the ultimate witches to me, this is like after school. I was an '80s latchkey <laughs> kid. You'd come home, uh, you'd put on the TV, and they were showing reruns of stuff while you w- w- waited for your parents to get home. Absolutely. And one of the reruns that I loved was Bewitched. I wish I could wrinkle my nose and have it make a sound right now. But man, I love Bewitched, and it's so fun to go <laughs> back and look at it now because, especially if you've seen if you've seen Mad Men. It's like the same era and Darren Stevens is in the same business, (laughs) which is kind of funny. But if you guys don't know, how can you not know what Bewitched is? But basically it's like you had said, it kind of goes back to that. So I married a witch. Exactly. Basically. Yes. You know, this guy marries a witch and she has to tell him. And from the jump, even if you look at the, I went back and started watching some of the original episodes Mm -hmm. and it's, it's good from the start. It's, it's those kind of sitcoms from back then. We always say on this podcast, you have to put on the goggles of the time. Absolutely, when you watch stuff, because stuff ages, and some stuff ages well, and some stuff ages doesn't, and some stuff ages well if you watch it thinking like it's nineteen sixty whatever, and having know. the context. Yeah, and no, I'm with you. So it's great, and then of course it's got it's got Paul Lind in it, and I I've said many times on this podcast, I saw him on the all the game shows and stuff, yes. And, uh, the reruns of those. <laughs> he was always funny to me. Uncle Arthur. He'd come, oh, well, was just crazy. <laughs> uh, he'd come in and cause all kinds of problems. And,
1: I, okay, so I'm not a huge, uh, biggest fan as you, but Uncle Arthur was part of the magical side of the family yes. or part of the
0: human side no, of the family? No, part of the magical side of the family. That's, okay, You didn't really see much of Darren's human side of the family, but the whole thing was basically... Samantha Stevens was just trying to be your average housewife. Yep. You know, and the husband was like, don't use the witchcraft. Because, I mean, the weird subcontext of it is like a lot of people look at it and they're like, oh, it's the the oppression of the housewife. And, but the weird subcontext to me always was like, she's going to get burned at the stake if anyone finds out. That's it. That's kind of what. She has supernatural powers. Know, right? She
1: can't be discovered. He's doing just as much a
0: part as she is but it always happens in the it's a situation comedy so the situation is always either one of her relatives does something that causes his a problem at his work it's yes. always something to do with he's got a big <laughs> presentation to make to this big person that they're at making an ad campaign for the boss is coming over for dinner the boss oh, no. is coming over for dinner yes. they actually did that in in WandaVision, WandaVision. yes he yes, so WandaVision had a very huge nod to Bewitched.
1: Part of my pedantic nerdness does want to go back and see how many bewitched episodes could be solved if she if she hadn't been witchy like in the first act, you yeah. know, like how many how many of the situational comedies are a result of just magic gone wrong? And I'm sure it's most of them. Which is great, but also kinda of hilarious that it's the writing point. Be like, oh, she's a witch and she made something go screwy.
0: And then there's also the Dick York versus Dick Sargent debate. I just think it's funny that they're both, they were both dicks. <laughs> but not in real life. But oh. No, Richards, they're both Richards. And, you know, it's, <laughs> anyway, I, I don't really I, have a debate. I was, I was more watching it. To, they, they never changed Samantha. That's true. So you didn't have a, you didn't have a too, too big a problem with the switching mail rules. No, not really. Fair enough. Especially when I found out the history, and it was a guy who had really bad back problems, and he just couldn't act anymore. It makes me feel bad. There you go. So, anyway. But you
1: recommend Bewitched? Does it like I know we were talking about context goggles and all that, but yeah, don't watch that dumb movie though. Oh, with Nicole Kidman and Will Ferrell. <sighs> yeah. I was about to stand up for it, but okay. How you- <laughs> <laughs> I, but here's the here, here's maybe where the caveat is. I am not a huge loyalist. Or all that familiar with the original. Like, I understand yeah. the concept. I've seen all the, like, I've seen the intro scenes. I know that she wiggles her nose, you know. But when I think of Bewitched, I know the Will Ferrell movie, and I had a good time, so. Oh, yeah, well,
0: I <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, that's funny. But you recommend Bewitched? I definitely. The, the old show over the uh, the new movie.
0: Yeah, and it's out there, and you can find it. It's a, it's It's just fun, light, fluffy entertainment. There you go. You don't have to think too much for fun light fluffy entertainment not
1: thinking too much i do have to give a shout out to another one of the witch movies i think of when i think of witches because it is spooky season and that's why we're here yes uh hocus pocus Yes, another disney witch movie mm-hmm. holds up yeah. Uh it's got all the tropes not only does it have the witches that we're talking about but uh it's got the virgin that unlocks the spell like we mentioned with jim carrey and vampires uh, it's got sunlight that saves the day, even if you know, we've been vocally against it in previous podcasts. <laughs> uh it's got spell books, it's got potions, it's got graveyards and witches can only go certain areas, but it's got Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy to Jimmy. Oh, as far as a trio goes. Kathy Na Jimmy's great. She's got the, the kind
0: of the crazy eyes, she's got the funny great. funny voice. Wasn't she also in that, like, was it nonsense? What was the Whoopi Goldberg sister act? Sister act. She was in sister <laughs> act.
1: Absolutely. She was the sister that helps her out. Uh, I think she's the female equivalent of, we always talk about that guy in the podcast, where yes. you know his face, but don't know his name. Yes. She's definitely one of those. She's yes. an excellent character actor. And like Tree of Witches, we're talking about the Weird Sisters, we're talking about the Grey Sisters. I put the Hocus Pocus Sisters up there in competition with all the old Greek oh, lore as yeah. well. Also, I mean, it brings in the old witch lore because, like, when you read about the witches from, like, Salem Trials and pre-all that, there usually is, like, an ex-lover or some sort of, you know, spurned lover involved in the story. Uh, Hocus Pocus brings that back, except uh, her ex-boyfriend, she just raises him up as a zombie and uses him as a as sort of a peasant, do my bidding, like, go be a zombie. You were an ex-boyfriend, you were kind of a jerk, but I'm going <laughs> to use my witchy powers to make you go do stuff and...
0: I don't know. I find that kind of hilarious. Yeah, Hocus Pocus is, is, is definitely, it seems to be for Halloween movies, it's always on the people's lists. That's true. So it's probably, I mean, when I think of movies, people talk about Halloween, and I think about ones that have witches in it. There you go. It's probably the one that is always there that has a witch in it. Other than Wizard of Oz, but who watches that on no, Halloween? No one watches on Halloween. Yeah. Is that the top witch movie?
1: Uh, according to box office, no, because it was actually a bomb. But I think because the nerds have rallied and said, hey, we love this movie. It's good representation of witches. I think it's stood the test of time. It's kind of like a, a Christmas story. There you all, go.
0: Because I don't think that did great in the theaters. Nope. So,
1: But once people started getting BB guns and uh, yeah.
0: stocking leg lamps, they were like, hey, so speaking of witch movies, I just I, I want to get some of your hot takes. Yes. So when I think, what's a witch movie? You know, because when you think, what's a vampire movie? Dracula. And mm-hmm. you know, he goes, uh, you know, what's a werewolf movie? You got Werewolf in London. Yes. What's a witch movie? Like you said, what are we thinking of? Hocus Pocus comes to mind. That's it. And then also there was a really famous one. I and I want to get your take on this. Okay. What did you think about the Blair Witch stuff when that came out? Do you hate it because it? I know a lot of people hate it because they, just like they hate the real world on MTV. Yes. It created a genre that went way too far. Shaky cam, first person, like that was the start of those type of horror movies, yeah. Or can you appreciate
1: the fact that it did that? Put to the test right now, I have two opinions. And yes. And you can tell me which one's official. <laughs> uh, the Blair Witch Project never features a witch, ever. Mm-hmm. So, on that basis alone, bad witch movie because yeah. there's no actual witch. Mm-hmm. But I was in high school when this movie came out and I was shown it to a a high school film teacher that actually had like a VHS copy of it and said, hey, this is a found movie. So, like, I don't know if this was on purpose or part of some PR campaign that I had no idea about, but I bought into Blair Witch Project hook, line and sinker when it first crossed my eyeballs. So I was like, this is the coolest (laughs) thing ever. This is real. I live in New England. This weird stuff is happening in New England. I know those trees. I have like, it just, it hit, hit all the notes for me and I fell for it. So I do have a soft spot in my heart for Blair Witch Project, but doesn't have a witch. So
0: (laughs) also thumbs down. I don't know. (laughs) What about you? Did you see Blair Witch Project? I, I did, but I'm not much of a horror movie guy anyway. Yep. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. I thought it was interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know how I am with OG stuff. Yes. And no matter how good or bad an original is, if it starts something, I give it props.
1: Especially, I mean, because you, you set it up first, but, like, everybody copied Blair Witch yeah. after it came out. So they must have done something right Yeah. I'm totally with you. But I will say, here's here's my one last recommendation, because we are talking about the Blair Witch. If you want New England sort of in-the-woods witchy horror that actually has a witch, you can skip the Blair Witch Project watch the highlights on YouTube. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's it. Oh no, it's some dude standing in the corner. Ooh, creepy. <laughs> it's weird to say that's a spoiler alert for the end of the movie, but it's its it's its own thing. Instead, I will suggest that you go watch from 2015. It's just a movie called The Witch, mm. which is a clever title, but it's also, they kind of hipsterized it. It's spelled with two V's instead of a W. Oh. So it's The vivivitch. <laughs> But like my Baba Yaga that I shouted out, like the old folklore that we mentioned at the head of the episode, uh, The Witch is a movie that deals with this Puritan family, kind of Salem witch trial times, Mm -hmm. as they're experiencing weird things happening while they're trying to build a homestead in the woods of New England. You've been to Salem. Mm -hmm. You've been to those woods. Mm -hmm. Just walking around, it's creepy. Oh, yeah, yeah. If people start disappearing for it could be natural reasons maybe a wolf got them you know we talked about that in previous episodes could happen but when stuff like that's happening and you don't have things around to tell you like what's the what's the rule of the world you start blaming the supernatural mm-hmm. and this movie does a really good job of sort of exploiting that idea of it could be just People not having enough information, or if they're sort of the devout, like heretic type, mm-hmm. you might start think it's it's witches and crazy magic, and or it could be a black goat named Philip the Black. Oh, oh. half the reason I love this movie is because there's a goat in it, and oh. his name is Philip the Black, and it's it's so random, and he, it, yeah, it's, it's a cool part of this movie. So
0: okay. watch it, watch it for the goat. I've never seen that. I gotta look that up.
1: It's a slow burn. It was a sort of a. Uh, it's the start of. The A24 movie series. So people have talked about Midsummer, and people have talked about Hereditary. Hmm. Uh, This is sort of the start of that. It gets into it, sets the trend,
0: worth your time. Hmm, Cool. Yes. Well, like we said, there's so much witch lore. There's so much stuff about witches. We could talk about them forever. Forever. So we know we probably didn't talk about some of your favorite witch stuff. So, hey, tell us. Yes. Hit us up. Send us a, a Gmail, assumingbusinesses at gmail.com. Go to our socials at AssumingPod on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And say, hey, what about this witch? What about that witch? I love this witch. I don't like that. Why did you bring up Blair Witch? Because it has witch in it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you talk about the witcher? Because it has witch in it, but it's not a witch. Um yeah, no witches. No. <laughs> it's just witchery. <laughs> <laughs> we want to know what your favorite witches is, so let us know. Every week, I ask Mikey, if someone's going to send us a Gmail at gmail Dot com. How do you want them to format it? And it's usually in something that has to do with our show. So, And this week is easy because we're talking about
1: witches. We're talking about the weird sisters that have a cauldron and they speak in rhyme. And they say the thing they want in the universe. They put it in couplets and they stir that cauldron and they say, boil, boil, trouble and toil. All I want you to do is... Put a curse in an email, make it <laughs> rhyme, and send it to us.
0: <laughs> Mike he's telling you to curse our podcast. Okay, yeah. no, we want we don't want curses. We want the good spells. Uh, that too. This is where we actually want to talk about the Wiccans and the good which is Give okay. us, send us some good spells. Oh, absolutely! Bless yeah. the podcast. That's it. The let's, spring renewal, the that's the that's circle good. of let's continuity. Have, let's bring some Gaia into this and all that stuff. There we'll you go. Do that. So. <laughs> but we want to thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you guys have a great week and we'll be back next week with something else spooky. Spooky season. <laughs> so thanks for listening. We also want to thank that guy Brad for announcing Not Scott Productions for equipment, Jazzar for music, and we hope you guys have a spooky week. And your little dog too. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>